Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to All Talk No Chaser. It has definitely been a while. I don't want you guys to think that I have or we have been neglecting you. You know, life has definitely been lifing. Um, but kid you not, believe it or not, this is actually our fourth recording <laughs> on this particular subject. And I know you're like, how is this the fourth recording when we ain't heard nothing? And it's because either the sound wasn't on or we wasn't getting recorded or it was always something, just something that's just been really like trying to get us off of talking about this particular subject. And so I'm not going to lie to you guys. I was slightly discouraged for a little bit and was like, I ain't doing podcasting at all anymore. But you know, when you, when you want something, you know, for one, nothing's ever perfect. And two, you know, Sometimes you have to fail a couple of times, fall a couple of times. And as long as you get back up more than you fall, then you're good. So that's the process that All Talk No Chaser is in right now. We're, you know, just we're trying to get through the different bumps and stuff like that. But I um, definitely don't want to forget to or I wouldn't forget anyway, but I want to keep rambling without introducing our special guest that we have with us on today, uh, Miss Samantha Kathy. Uh, one of my bestest friends. We've been friends for about what seventeen years now. About seventeen years, eighteen maybe. Uh, probably uh, seventeen, almost eighteen, almost eighteen, almost eighteen. Yes, it's been a while. <laughs> tell the people about yourself. You know, tell them about everything about you. You know what I mean. You know, let um, the people know. Well, uh, let's see. You know, I'm a mom. Um, I, I, our topic today, I, I'm. I ain't going to even say surviving. I'll be suffering through it. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, life be lifing. Right. Life be lifing. <laughs> and, you know, as, as she said, things don't happen because, look, Mercury, Mercury retrograde be retrograding. Um, mm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's realness. And um, basically, uh, I'm a supervisor at my job and what I do. Um, I work at the airport. Um, I also run my own business um, yes. where I sell tea. Um I do have an AA in psychology, but just to be clear, I ain't no doctor. So, you know, don't be trying to be like, oh, well, Sam Kathy treat me like I'm WebMD because I'm not. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I'm just like, you know, I ain't no dummy. So, right. Like, Hello. <laughs> boom. If you, for those in the back that didn't catch that, she ain't no dummy. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Oh my God. So, but yeah, like uh, Julia said, we've been friends for uh, a long time now, like about half my life. Yes. So um, yes. at this point, we family. Um, yes, definitely. So, <laughs> you know, I think like when uh, it was suggested or, uh, you know, I was like, oh, this is perfect for us to like kind of come on here and come talk about because she and I met in a way where I was right. dealing with a lot of issues myself so yeah um yeah so it was just a perfect way so hi y'all i hope y'all welcome me i hope you like me yes <laughs> they're going to love you they're gonna love you um before we jump right into it uh, I, oh and um we didn't mention our our topic our subject is um basically anxiety depression um which is a part of um, mental health. And um, like I said, uh, we will be touching on the importance of uh, black, how important black mental health is and, and how a lot of us don't take it serious enough in my own, my own opinion. Thank you. Um, but first, can I just, can I share with you, Sam, and the people how my night went? This, you guys are going to find this quite funny. Oh, God. Here we go. Okay. Just real quick, and then we're going to jump into subject. But um, excuse me, as I uh, drink my glass of wine. Um, <laughs> no, this is not the wine down. This is still all talk, no chaser. But you know. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so last night, um, as I was engaging in a little extra recreational, what was that? Recreational. Uh, recreational activities. Um. I was lying in bed, minding my own damn business, and we have two cats, two kittens, and I quote, kittens, because if you see these damn things, they look like big-ass alley cats, mountain lions, okay? Because that's how much Rachel feeds them. Anyways, so... the alley cats, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm 
lying in bed, drinking my wine and enjoying the feelings that I have feelings going on. And um, I decided that, I, you know, I'm going to get out of bed and I'm going to go get me a little snack, some nuts or whatever. So I get out of bed and I go in the dining area and one of our cats who is pretty, he's, I want to say antisocial, like he's still, even though we have both these cats, they're brothers. We have both of them since January. He still runs away from us. Don't let us pet him. <laughs> like, still hides from us. Oh, he's just being weird. The other one has gotten comfortable. He understands that this is now where he's living. And uh, this is it. But he still be on some funny acting stuff. So last night, he was he was meowing, meowing. He was like, meow, meow, meow. And I noticed that the other one, the one I was meowing in the store, the other one name is Ali. Ali was under our bed. And Thor is out here meowing, meow, meow, meow. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, he must, he must, he must want his brother. So I'm like, Ali, Ali, Thor is calling you. So like I said, I start walking towards the dining room area. He's in that area, laid out looking. He's like, meow. So I'm like, hey, hey, Thor, you know, I'm all, you know, and he gave me this look that was, it, it, it was real sinister. I don't know if that's the right word, <laughs> but you know how you see you see something or you see somebody and you thinking like, and they give you this look and you look and you're like, okay, yeah, that's a look of leave me the fuck alone. So he was definitely giving me that look. So I went back to the room. I said, I'm going to do exactly what that look wants me to do. I'm going to leave him <laughs> the fuck alone. He was like, I wasn't talking to you. No, no. I, yes, leave me the fuck alone. I ain't talking to you. That's what that look. Leave me the fuck alone. I'm not talking to you. That's what that look was. So I go back to the room and I'm like, Rachel, Thor's being scary again. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, as if she could do anything, you know? <laughs> and so he gets to me yowling again. Meow, meow. So Rachel gets out of the other room and um, she comes out and she's like, oh, you know, Thor was wrong. And he hisses at her, like fang teeth out. He hisses at her. And she runs back in the room. He's like, he's hissing at me. And I'm like, what do you mean he's hissing at you? And he was like, he's hissing. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> but in my head, mind you, as I said, I was engaging in my extracurricular. So I was kind of like, not really sure. Like, I'm like, because after he hissed at her, he came closer to the bedroom and he had that same look like, what's up? And I'm looking at him and I'm looking at Rachel and she damn near teary eyed. I'm like, dude, I said, is this real? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> oh my God. I'm just, I said, wait, is this real? Because mind you, I'm high as a kite. I don't even know why I'm saying extracurricular activity. This is no chaser. I'm high as a kite. Okay. So I'm trying to differentiate whether or not. That we have the, we have a cat that is literally hissing at us, have us scared to come out of the bedroom. Like we're literally in the bedroom. Like I'm like I'm not going out there. He is she goes, I ain't going out there. He's hissing at me, and I'm like sitting there, and I'm like this has got to be fake. So then I look at her, and it's like literally them your tears coming down her face. So then I'm laughing hysterically at this point, and I'm still thinking in my head like. This is not real. Like, I know the cat don't have us trapped in the room of our own home. Like, but he like literally did. He was laid out in front of the door, meowing, meowing for his brother. At this point, Rachel's like, Ali, come out here. <laughs> I, said, I said, I think he's scared. <laughs> I said, I think he's scared like us. Like, <laughs> so then Rachel's like, well, where's the calming spray? Where's the calming spray? I'm like, I don't know, because I'm still trying to differentiate if this is real. <laughs> oh, my God. What? <laughs> I'm like, is this real or fake? I'm confused at this point because I'm so high. And then next thing you know, she's spraying all this stuff. And the cat is literally, I, I kid you not, I kid you not. He starts swirling around on his back. No, I'm in the bed. I was sitting here looking. At this point, 
I'm literally pitching my arm like trying to wake up. <laughs> I know this ain't real. I was just like, I know this is some bullshit. Like, I know. Finally, I guess Ali must have sensed our fear, (laughs) the other cat. And he came running out to Thor. And when I tell you Thor got on top of Ali and started biting his neck and biting his back, and me and and Rachel ain't no good girl. Rachel got up, slammed the door. But I think he came out to save us. I think (laughs) I think he knew he sensed the fear. He just sacrificed himself. (laughs) He sacrificed himself for us. That's why he's my favorite cat. And you know the funny thing is they up here just playing around, hugging on each other like ain't nothing even happened last night. Like we didn't just experience a cat exorcism, exorcist going on. I'm not telling you that cat was rolling around on the floor on his back. Like, oh, I kid you not. I said, Oh, I'm too high. Like <laughs> Just to be clear, everyone, it's very clear. We ain't got no siblings. Because everyone knows siblings fight. And then two hours later, they're back hugging. I think I asked Rachel six times, was this real? I was like, no, seriously, is this real? Like, no, 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 ser- no seriously. Seriously, I'm high as fuck. Is this real? Like, like, like that's so Rachel funny. probably getting annoyed. Like, how many she's annoyed because she's crying. She's crying. She's crying. Oh, my God. And I'm laughing. Still in disbelief, but laughing at the same. It was girl. It was girl. Uh-uh. Hi guys, this is just you know this is this is not a doctor talking. This is a word of the wise. Okay, please, please do not become so high that you dang near give yourself anxiety attack. Okay, because this is what happens when you try to do that. Okay, all right, just the word to the wise. Thanks. Oh my god, I just I just have to share that. And and if any of you guys have had these same, anyone out there have had any of these same experiences with your cats. Please let me know. I like to hear about it. You know, DM, DM all talk, no chance. <laughs> Just be like Julia. You're not alone. My cat had his own exorcism going on, and and I was not high. So just know that it it probably happened. And you're okay. Please, I need to hear feedback because and I want to know about the cat bite my other cat. He just hopped on top of him and just started biting the shit out of him. It was a mess. It was, it was, Rachel's crying. I'm pinching myself in the arm. Oh I don't know God. if I'm in reality or if I'm in... <laughs> it was just, the cats rolling around on the ground. It was just... It, 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 was a, it was a show. Quite entertaining now that I look back and think about it. But in that moment, I was a little bit scared, though, because it was weird. But anyway, Sam, how was your week? <laughs> <laughs> My was it as exciting? Yeah, my, 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 mine is just fine. See, because you want to know why? Because I have rabbits. So I don't have uh, Okay, Roger. They're quiet. So <laughs> oh I God. thought cats were. Of course, only me would get the rare form cats. Oh my God. I started to get my grandma to bless the oil out and just start rebuilding it. But I said, no, I'm high and I don't want to be disrespectful to the Lord. Oh my so God. I didn't. Oh my gosh. The life of children. Oh God, I'm saying my holy name. Lord, but no. <laughs> Child, let's get. Okay. The subject at hand. <laughs> Unless Sam, did you have something you want to share with the peoples? No, no, I, I okay. do not because I don't have any rabbit terrors. So I'm, <laughs> I'm okay. Okay. My okay. again, my rabbits are fine. They're fed. They like their hay and their cabbage, and I give it to them. <laughs> it's the cabbage. It's the cabbage for me. Right. I, you say you don't feed them. Wait, so in real no. life, rabbits don't okay, eat carrots. Wait, 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 just a tip. People, please do not overfeed your rabbits carrots. Carrots is uh, if you overfeed them carrots, it's like giving them diabetes. Please don't do that. Shut okay? your mouth. Yes, I don't know because this is what happens when you grow up watching Bugs Bunny. So, mm. <laughs> like, but yeah, please don't I love do that. Bugs Bunny. Yeah, do not do that. Like so, yeah, no, for the most part, because I have like two different kinds of species rabbits. 
but so I cater to the ones that have a more sensitive diet. Um, mm. So they mostly what they so eat, they vegans. They are all rabbits. Are. <laughs> <laughs> they are all rabbits are vegans. Yeah. Oh right. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Now you know if you feed them like some fresh, like you know, hay and, and fresh stuff out the grass, and there happens to be a bug, they might eat it, but it's not their intention. They're they don't mm. they don't eat meat. No kind of nothing. They're total vegans. Yeah. Right. That's why. So you saying bugs are part of meat family? Animals. Huh? Do you well, bugs no, what are... I'm saying is, is like you know, it's not their intention to eat it. Like you know, a, like you know, frogs actually eat bugs. That's their intention. Right. Really, the rabbit is trying to eat the lettuce, which may have a bug on it. <laughs> like, right. And yeah. just admit, chew, they might yeah, bite like, on the so, That yeah, does not take away from the veganism. Yeah, they don't. Just, but if any... For the most part, they are they, <laughs> they are vegans. Yes, they are. That's what they do. Yeah. Okay. The only downside to rabbits is they do kind of poop a lot. Mm. Well, yeah, I mean... But... But if you they're get eating them, fresh vegetables. Well, but if you get them neutered, they go in the same spot, so it's fine. Huh? Yeah, like you can train your rabbit to be like litter trained. People oh, just don't I realize thought... that. <laughs> and they, what, just, they, they rabbits they... just poop everywhere. So wait, so you your rabbit has a litter box? Yeah, because the rabbits are in the cage, similar to cats. Yeah. I doubt your rabbit is doing exorcisms. I'm sure. I'm sure he. Yeah, no, they're not. <laughs> Again, they're happy. They're actually kind of spoiled. Yeah, they get organic everything. They're they're spoiled. okay. Fancy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, he is vegan, so yeah. So they're fancy. Yeah, and they're all okay. long haired and get combed. Yeah, and groomed. Yeah, I have to pay for them and get groomed. They're fancy. Yeah, I have to be able to even catch these cats to even get them to the groomer. Like I said, oh, one of us. That's too much. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh my goodness. So on to the subject at hand. On a serious note, um, like I said, we are discussing um, mental illness, especially that you know around the black families, and um, and in this particular um, segment, we'll be talking about uh, depression and anxiety. And Sam, um, again, we just want to say neither one of us is doctors. Okay, yep. should I should have should I have been probably, but am I? No, I'm not. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie to you like that. No, I shouldn't have been. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, no, that's what no, I'm no, talking no, about. No, no, no. Keep it real. Yeah, I'm just gonna keep it laundry. I should not have been. Yeah, because yeah, I would be right. that doctor would be like, oh, sorry, wait, I have to cut you. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. No, I feel, I feel. I don't even like hospitals. I don't even yeah, know why exactly. I said that. So I don't even why, like to be. Yeah, in I'm not hospital. gonna lie to you guys like that. So you definitely know I'm not a doctor. You know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know, I'm a, a good listener. Yeah, I am actually a pretty good listener. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. No. Yeah. I, I usually kind of like to know what I'm talking about when I'm talking. Yeah. That part I'm good at. Doctor, maybe no, no. Maybe not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, <laughs> Sam, can you just distinguish? the two between anxiety and I know sometimes a lot of us like to couple the two together Um, a a lot of people actually you know what really what it is is most people are fully aware of depression and most people are actually pretty aware when they have it why because depression is easily noticeable because of the fact of you do a full mood change like you know you become extremely sad. You become like, you know, it's like a feeling that you know the difference is. The problem is actually anxiety is what pe- most people go undiagnosed. You want to know why? Because anxiety is actually something normal that you're supposed to have. Mm. So because when we ourselves, when we like, let's say we're in a flight, fight or flight mode, that's anxiety creeping in. The anxiety is what's giving you the adrenaline to be like, oh, okay, somebody trying to rob me. Let me try to get up out of here. That's your right. anxiety kind of kicking in. It's natural. So the problem is, is that when it starts to get really intense, really excessive, and but you, because life be life, man, sometimes right. you don't even realize that it's gotten to that excessive point to where you are actually suffering. Like, Okay, I'm a, I'm a, oh my God, I'm going to give you a good example. So anxiety has so many disorders, right? One of them is panic disorder. And mm. um, I, I got a funny story to say. I, know you I didn't know, know that I was considered anxiety. panicking. Well, I guess, I, 
Yeah, what, panic disorder is actually... related to how you're breathing. Yeah, like, it's, it's actually, almost like you're going into a panic attack, but it's actually anxiety. Yeah, I feel yeah, like that's so probably where sickness. people get the two confused as well, too. Right, because huh? people don't realize how much stuff is lumped into anxiety. So I'm going to give a little example of like, you know, because uh, I, I, I'm one of those people I suffer from, I have panic attacks, right? So, and I get it in a myriad of ways. But this one time I was with you. So we was going, I remember, uh, we, was, we was going, we was going out somewhere, we was going to um like, was it Mai's prom? That was her birthday theme. Was like a prom or something. Yes. Yes. Okay. And do you remember who was in the car? Mai, if you're listening, that to this day, still to this day, that was one of the be- one of the be- besides my own one of the best parties I ever been to. So we was going there, y'all. And just to be clear, y'all, this was at a time when um I like I didn't eat red meat or pork or anything at that point in time, right? And this was a long time ago. So this was back before places had options. Hmm. So um, we was trying to find a McDonald's and Julie is getting super frustrated because we couldn't find the dang McDonald's. I am not that good with GPS. Like y'all know I ain't get that good with directions. Okay. So look, so we're trying to find it. Julie's getting more and more frustrated and I'm just dying laughing. And she's becoming annoyed with me because I'm dying laughing. Okay. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh when God, I'm hungry. Okay. I couldn't stop laughing. But Mind you, I didn't know that then, but now as I know and I look at it, I was like, oh shit, I was having a panic attack and I didn't know because one of the signs of a panic attack is when you have extreme laughter and it's in an odd situation. Really? Yeah. So a lot of people- That's funny because I tend to do that a lot. (laughs) (laughs) But that's that's a sign of it. It's because you're having like this intense like laughter. Like I, I remember I could not stop. And Julie was becoming so annoyed. And at the time, I had no idea that that was, like, a symptom of that. Like, now, you know, I'm really good at recognizing it. Like, but, like, man, I, I have them, like, actually, I have several di- different symptoms of panic attacks. I get the panic attacks where literally I can't move. Like, everything on me goes numb. Mm-hmm. Like, so I'll just be sitting there and I want to move, but can't. Or I'll get the ones that like, they legit almost feel like heart attacks. Like, I'll feel like my heart is sped mm. up. I'll be sweating. I'll be doing all the stuff. Like, I literally will. And the thing is, I don't even know when they're going to come. It's not like it's something. And, you know, I was actually talking to a therapist. They were like, yeah, you don't know, but your body remembers. Mm. So it could be something <clears throat> that I was even watching and she was literally telling me, she said, you don't probably even know it. It could be a song you listening to that it's triggered in your body and making you have the panic attack and you don't even realize that it's the song because you don't remember it, but your body does. Yeah. So, and that's the thing with why anxiety, when it goes undiagnosed, it's so hard because you don't even realize what the stress and everything is doing to you. And there's so many different kind of anxiety disorders, you know, because, you know, come on now, everybody always joked about uh, like, you know, obsessive compulsive disorder, you know, that thing where people are just like, oh, my God, they sit in there and do that. Like, I literally legitimately, I ain't gonna lie, I work with people like this, Uh, (laughs) where, you know, where they literally feel like they got to fidget and move everything. And they're super Mm -hmm. compulsive about it. And it's really like a thing, even though people kind of joke about it, you know, like, literally, like people like suffer from just being out socially. I remember for a while I was that person too. Like I literally would be like, okay, like I don't want to go out. Cause I'm literally sitting here. Like I would th- sit there and be like, I'm spazzing right before I'm going out because I was so judgmental about what everybody else was going to judge me for. And I just was like, I knew it wasn't normal, but it's what I would do I to think, the point where I wouldn't go. I think um, what's important to um, understand also is that we like, and, and I'm just talking about as far as like within the black community, because, you know, I'm black and I kind of know a little bit about them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we tend to... Um, the word is not even missed. We don't get diagnosed, don't get diagnosed for for anxiety and those type of symptoms. So you know what ends up happening because all we know is that hey, when I'm out and I'm social, like I feel it. I don't feel good. I feel closed in, or it feel like I'm closed in, or I can't. So what do we turn to? We turn to the alcohol. We turn to the drugs and things like that to make us more comfortable in those settings and not knowing like oh and what's wait. Crazy is 
that's making it worse. Yeah, I believe Because the thing is, is that what people don't realize is that's a type of anxiety. Like, people don't realize there's literally actually, you know how, okay, all right. I'm not gonna put your business out there, so I'm gonna say somebody else. So anyway, you ain't gonna so, grow. This is all, so, this is no chase. I'm not easily embarrassed. I'm really not because all my mistakes made me who I am today. So, so trust you remember me. there was a time, right, when you literally like when we went out, you were always popping. <laughs> like there was there was a time. There was a time. Let's just pop an animal. Start, not right. Dad, Bernice, if you're listening, this is back when I was in my early 20s. I had been <laughs> delivered. Please believe. Yeah, I so have God is good. But the thing was, though, that possibly could have been a sign of anxiety because most people don't realize there's actually a thing called substance induced anxiety. So what means is, is like basically, which a lot of people actually have and they do, which creates that kind of binge effect where, you know, you pop during the weekend and then you would stop. And instead of you just kicking it, kicking the habit habit and saying, you know, I ain't got to do that. You would be like, oh, no. I told you to go back to and do it again. It's it's so funny you saying that because I was just talking to one of my coworkers and I was saying like it was a point in time where if somebody's like, oh, Julie, we going out to the club. The first thing that come out of my mouth is uh, where we getting the pills at? Like it, right. was, it, it was like crazy to me to be in, in a club like or party like setting and I not be high. It was like, no, we need to go find a pill man first. If, if I'm going out, we need to go find a pill man. Or I right. already have my mind. There's about to be an all night thing. I need, I need to be on the pill type of thing. Right. And it has been, it has been times where I thought that I, a pill was about to kill me. Like I remember waking up one day after popping the night before, and I'm like, oh, I'm about to die. Like my whole body just did it. My my head just felt heavy. Lord only knows. What was in that stuff? All I know, I'm, I'm I'm swallowing these pills, and me not having no idea. It could have been pine saw, uh, ammonia, detergent. Uh, <laughs> if I mean, could I mean, it? It could have been literally be anything. And I'm just like, oh, I can't go nowhere. Oh, if I ain't got a pill, I ain't, you know. And it would end up happening, you know. And by the grace of God, what ended up happening was I was popping so much, I stopped getting high, and I'm like, oh. It, Hold on a pill. I let me go to Molly's, and then it's like the Molly stopped getting me high. Thank God that you know it wasn't a thing to where I was like, oh well, let me go to Coke since these ain't let me because you know that's usually how it happens. That's that how people graduate, how you know, because they still chasing that same high, right? From whatever right. their initial high was, and it, and your body like pretty much get, gets used to it so it's like my body's like oh, i need more now like this like this ain't enough no more and so thank god i was able to say you know what i just stopped cold because what bothered me the most was what am i popping then if this isn't getting me high then what is this like ain't no telling what i could have been putting in my system in that right. moment so and, yeah and just to think like you know you was able to do that but it's a lot of people that ain't got that willpower to do it because that anxiety has caught them so much that they yeah. can't. And I didn't even trip, now that you said that, I didn't even trip that it was an anxiety thing because now that I think about it, the reason why I felt like I needed the pill is because I wasn't, I, it made me confident. Because at the time I was 300 plus pounds, I was a big girl. And even though people who met me probably didn't think, like I never sensed that Julia had low self-esteem. I never sensed that Julia and was insecure. And that's why you started. And that's why most people stay hooked because they're sitting there thinking, instead of them thinking that it's it's from the substance that's giving them mm -hmm. anxiety, they feel like it's from all their other problems. So they want to keep exactly, or they want to exactly. keep drinking or whatever it is that they're doing. I felt that's, confident when I was high. Yeah. I didn't feel like... I felt like I could walk in the room and I would be seen when I was high versus when I wasn't, I felt like I was just like, oh, they're going to big girl. Like, but like when I was high, life of the party, it was like, they see me, you know? So, and, and a lot of people, like you said, aren't able to pull out of that. Like yeah, that's, they do graduate to, you know, those other substances and stuff like that. And like I said, by the grace of God, I, I just, one day I just said, no, this, I ain't doing this. Like, uh-uh. You know, and I found myself know, work in that moment, but we're going to leave that for you know, another I think uh, that's day. why, for me, I think because I had already seen the ugliness with my brothers and with my mm -hmm. dad, both drugs, alcoholics, 
etc. That I always was like, I would I would have a smooth cutoff with the drinks. It was like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I would have a real cutoff to be like, nah. I'd be like, no. Like, you know Except for that one time when it was we went yeah. to Pride Oakland and yeah. then we tried to go to the club and then you were like sleep in the club because you were so drunk and then we was at right. bar and then it's Which like you gave me a fell over true. on the bench because you were so drunk. Post people in, in the, when they're embarrassed. <laughs> So I was like, oh, you know what? I can't drink anymore because Julie was embarrassing. You looked happy. <laughs> you looked happy and well rested. <laughs> so just you guys know, okay? <laughs> this is why. All right. <laughs> because so, but no, in all seriousness, like I think that's why I was never a super heavy drinker. Like I would drink those rare times. And even when, like, you know, a couple times me and you would go out and I would heavily drink, but then again, I feel like that was because I felt safe. Whereas I that was my safe place, right? You know, I was high as a kite as well. Right, right. And I am <laughs> like but the thing is, that was my safe place. What does this I, mean? <laughs> I think, you know what it was? I think for me, it was safe because I didn't feel judged by you. Right. So since it's I didn't feel judged by you, you know what I mean? And I'm pretty sure you probably like, Sam, look at shit. She's not judging me. She's sleep. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, it was okay. It's fine. Like, you know. <laughs> like, yo, and these are two stories, y'all. I don't want you to think we, there's no yes. here. These things really happened, okay? Like, we would, I would cold hard be sleep, okay? So. <laughs> I have the pictures to prove it. They will be up later on tonight. <laughs> So like these things will happen and I'm just like, you know, that's part of like, you know, uh, one of it's part of growing up, two of it, you know, I mean, that was that was the truth and reality for both of us, I think, at the time. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Uh, both of us would have our ways of doing like what I like to call escapism. Like where yes. we're just trying to like escape it. Um yeah. so and, and you know, one of the major things I really want to talk on, because you mentioned about um, in the black community, as far as mm-hmm. us and our mental health, you know, look, it is so much suffering within the black community as far yes. as this, like, and, you know, a lot of people oftentimes that uh, black people tend to go through a lot of traumatic situations and we're a hold in group. Like, we hold it all in. We never sit there and speak about it. We don't say anything and everything's on the hush. And one of those things that we tend to do that with is when we have traumatic situations, which let's just be honest, in the Black community, we suffer a lot. You know, you can see your friends get gunned down. You can, yeah. like, just go through a whole bunch of things, um, which creates, like, one of those popular, you know, kind of anxiety stress disorders, which is uh, PTSD which is post-traumatic yes. stress disorder, right? A lot of people, this is basically pretty much, if you don't know what it is, basically PTSD is when you basically, it's like, it's it's an anxiety disorder that develops after having some kind of terrifying Trauma. or traumatic event, okay? Yeah, people think, people you normally only uh, relate PTSD to like uh, soldiers who were in war, but no, like you can have PTSD from just leaving in the hood, living in the hood right. with... You know, constantly hearing gunshots and right. seeing people dying all the time, and that's traumatic. It's, that is that is traumatic. Super traumatic. I'm gonna give that's you not normal. Story. I want to put that out there. To hear gunshots every night outside your window, and you having it's to traumatic. drop to the floor to see people dying, like literally, if it's in front of your face on the side of you, or you looking out your window, you say whatever. That is not normal. That is traumatic. It's traumatic. And, and so it can is, cause PTSD. It definitely can. And, and to put it in most basic terms for people to understand, to be like, okay, that seems extra. So I'm going to tell you a story where I suffer from PTSD. So you guys, to this day, I'm going to precursor this with, I take a shower every day. But I don't take I hope baths. So. I do not take a bath. And part of that is... You guys, I didn't even realize that. I just know, I just, in my mind, I was like, oh, I don't like taking baths, so I just don't take baths. Um, um, so my husband, right, he was like, yeah, he's like, Sam, you don't take baths because of what happened years ago. I said, what are you talking about? Didn't nothing happen years ago. And he was like, you don't remember that you almost tried to kill yourself in the bathtub? My, my, my. And I said, no. He was like, yeah. He was like, that's why you don't take baths. 
Well, this is my first time hearing this. And I said, and I was like, what? And I was, uh, wait, what? And he was like, yeah. He said, you was, it was after I had my daughter. I was suffering from severe postpartum depression. Oh. And I was like, I was getting a bathtub. I don't know if it was curling iron or something, but I was getting ready to dump the curling iron in there with me. Oh, my God. And like, he was like there to stop me. Thank God. And I was like, but I, I don't, when I tell y'all I remember nothing, I remember nothing. But to this day, I don't really take baths. And again, that's what I mean by when I say we don't remember, but our bodies do. So well, girl, thank God you ain't taking my, my bath right? just because your body remember to get that curling iron again, nigga. Like, <laughs> 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 I, I mean, that's crazy, right? Like, you just, you were really like, man, like, I was like, I don't, when I tell you, I have zero recollection of it. I have zero, and, and after, even after you said it, I even tried to remember it, and I don't. Like, don't. I, I just, I just. There's I no just need. Just have... know your ass don't need to be in the bathtub. And when you go in the bathroom, lock up all curling irons and blow dryers. (laughs) (laughs) And 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 if apply uh, 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 portable radios, okay. So, but the point was what I was trying to make with that is is sometimes you may not realize that some of the things that you do is actually due to because you probably might have a traumatic situation that you're closed off from. Yeah. Because you're closed off from it because it was that traumatic. Yeah. But. The thing is, for me, I just, I don't do that. Because I'd be like, oh, no, I just don't do that. When really, it could I be have that PTSD. With a song. It's a particular song that I cannot listen to. And it's, uh, and it's so funny because I'm not a person. Adina Howard's um, T-shirt and panties. Really? Anytime I hear that song or hear it play, it takes me back to that the horrible time. The place, the smell, oh god, everything that happened within that situation—it literally takes me back there. It's where I feel all the emotion, and the pain, and embarrassment, and everything. All the so it's like I cannot hear that song. Like I just cannot. Like anytime, I can't even stand if somebody sings it around. Like I have to walk away because it takes me back to that, you know. And I literally feel myself like possibly, like, I guess, going into like, I don't know, a panic attack or anxiety attack, but it's like, I cannot. I'm like, oh, you got to turn that off. Like, I, you know, so no, I understand. It, you can have certain situation triggers. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. That, you know, would trigger you back to these, you know, traumatic times and places and events. You know what I'm saying? But I also want to put out there, and I want people to understand this no one else is responsible for your triggers. Please understand that. Do not put that off on anybody else. So it's not like when somebody cut that song on, I'm like, hey, you know you. No, because they they don't know. They don't know my <laughs> life. Know. You know what I'm saying? You know and so I, mean? I just simply, I walk away and excuse myself. So no one is responsible for your triggers. You know what your triggers are and you should be responsible enough, you know, to you know, uh, exit yourself out of, you know, whatever the situation may or may not be. So you won't be um, exposed and or triggered by something that is being said, done, did, or whatever the case may be. So I just want to put that out there too, because a lot of times, you know, we want to blame our behavior and the reason why we do things because, oh, they said that that triggered me and this triggered me. Okay. But you are responsible for your own actions and they don't, everybody don't know your triggers. Anybody don't know your life, boo-boo. You might post it all on Facebook and Instagram, but anybody paying attention and like that. And that don't mean nothing either. Because, <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. You know, this would be one time I'd be like, you know how people always be like, oh, well, you know a picture say a thousand words, but do it? No. Because, you know, no way. I just feel like that's so untrue. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because one, you know, people post what they want. What they want you well, to pictures, see. Pictures can't say a thousand words. A thousand words of your own perception. Right, Exactly. Exactly. You know, so so and, that and statement the, is half true. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, you know, it's just not, it's not a full truth. You're right. Yeah. That's exactly and I'm going to give an example of that. And it do lead into like our the depression segment. Look at Switch. You know, the dancer. 
Yes. That that died by suicide. Everybody was so shocked. Like, what? He didn't come across. He just right. seemed so happy. He didn't look yes. like. And and I also want to tell before you had moved on earlier, you said, you know, with depression, you can actually see that, but not you can't all the time. That's what I say. No, 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 not that you can If I could have misquoted you, I'm sorry if, if you, I did. You 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 feel it as a human being. You yes. feel it. But, but you, that you, no, that don't mean everybody else see it. Everybody all. see it. That's no. why that saying came out uh check on your strong friends, check on your strong friends, check on your comedic friends. Sometimes your friends who's always funny, always have a joke, that could be their cover up on how they really, you know, how they really are feeling on the inside and the inside. I could be dying inside, but it's like but I'm that that being always funny or strong or what have you could actually just be like their cover up for what was really going in going on inside. I know now um, sometimes I ask my friends like when I talk to them instead of saying how you doing I say how's your heart. And um, I had a friend who actually asked me that one day like they had got on the phone and was like hey you know Queasy you know if if you hear anybody call me Queasy you know they've been around for a very long time. That's my family name. But um, they was calling, you know, they're like, hey, how you doing? How's your heart? And at first it caught me off surprise. And then I just start crying. And I was just like, why did you say that? Like, why did you ask me about my heart? <laughs> and you probably start crying because you're sitting there thinking like, dang, I don't even check on myself. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like, wait, well, how is my heart? Actually, yeah. I am. Like, I'm a little scared, or actually, I'm not feeling too well, you know. So, but that's important because you you ask somebody how they doing, you know, they can you know make it be a thing like, well, I, right now, how I'm doing means presence. So it's like how I'm doing is fine now. Yeah. But how's my heart? It's hurting. It's broken. It's sad. It's happy. It's joyful. You know what I'm saying? Like, so we should we should get into the habit just with friends and family. Say, hey, how's your heart? Like, you know, and I know it sounds silly. It might sound. I mean, it's a time. It's a place. Not just, hey, love, what's going on? How's your heart? You know, like not like that, <laughs> but like in a serious like. By the way, how's your heart? Like, how you feeling on the inside? You know, and that's important because you might be surprised with the reaction that um, you might get or the explanation or whatever, you know what I'm saying? So that's important, especially amongst friends and people that you love and cherish. Definitely. I definitely agree. Like, um, so I, I know real quick before we kind of hop into depression, one thing I want to get onto is a lot of people, when they think of PTSD, they think of what I just told you, like that post-traumatic stress um, disorder. But, you know, this is the thing when just, just to keep it real, being all fairness, you know, there's a kind of a shortage actually of people that are black or African American, however you want to call it, psychologists that are able to help. And the I reason, and the reason why, like you know, that's important because it's like somebody's like, well, if it's your therapist, why do it matter? Well, because depending on who you ask, some people consider there's also a thing that technically they call it PTSS, and it's hmm. called post-traumatic slave syndrome whoa okay yeah it's it's actually it's it's a thing it was it was um a researcher um joy de i'm not sure how you pronounce the name don't don't quote me on that so but um did like a lot of research on it and basically is from pretty much it's that multi-generational trauma that blacks have received since the dawn of slavery like, because mm-hmm. our stuff just keeps going. Because, you know, basically, it went from slavery, it went to Jim Crow, to all of these other things. And now we're still in this place where we see people, they are constantly on the news where somebody got killed by the hands of the police. Like, and that's true. That's part like, of the problem, though. I'm going to be honest. Social media. Yeah. And I, I, I kid you not, I was talking to one of my coworkers and I said, I don't know, or a couple of my coworkers, and, and I got two different opinions. But I said, I don't know if all of this violence and all this evil was going on when we were younger. It or, was people just didn't have a video camera recording. Was 
Right. And one of my one of them said, well, it was going on. It's just that we didn't have social media all over the place. We didn't have people that was able to record everything and you'd be able to see everything that was going on in the world. But all this was going on. It was just no camera phones to record it. And I was just like, wow. But let me also show this difference. Right. And I don't know if people really thought about this, but I'm pretty sure you have. But you notice how much the unless this was going on it just wasn't recorded i don't but i don't think so but you notice how much the um death by suicide went up i don't have statistics but i mean i'm just going off just what i see and what's going on went up since we had the social media you know versus when we didn't because we as a people didn't have nothing to compare ourselves to as far as what we uh, what society felt like we should act like and or look like and or feel like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like a lot of us is experiencing depression and this anxiety and this PTSD and this PTSD SS or, you know, because of what we constantly see on social media every day. I had to stop following certain social sites because I'm just like, oh my God, it's always talking about somebody's dying or somebody got killed, somebody got shot or somebody got ran over or it's getting, people will get, I literally don't even go to Oakland now because I've seen so many like videos of people, cars getting broken into and people getting shot and people, I'm just like, and mind you, I grew up on 901 map, okay? But now that I'm out here, you know, out here in like the Antioch area, like, I don't even want to go to Oakland because I don't watch all so all these videos of just Oakland and news just being so bad. But and that also too can cause another bit of anxiety because I'm like, oh my God, I'm gonna see my family. I don't want to go there. Majority of my family's in Oakland, but I don't want to go there. I want my car to get broken into. I don't want to get robbed. I don't want to get killed. I don't all that plays in my mind, you know. Which is the unfortunate part because you gotta realize that. That's what the people that are watching that don't look like us see. And they say the same thing. Yeah. So therefore that gives us a kind of anxiety because now that plays into this role of this is what, this is how they think we are when we're not. Yeah. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. like that's, that's the other part of it too. That's quite unfortunate when it comes to this situation. And the thing is we have, this is why we go through so many things that we're, why we do need to unpack some stuff because we're probably one of the few groups where we got to sit down and have, we have different conversations with our kids than other people have. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so that, that in itself is this whole generational trauma that like, literally I'd be scared every time my daughter leave out the door. You know what I mean? And that's unfortunate that I even have to be like that or yeah. even think that way. And I don't even live in Oakland. Okay. Right. <laughs> so right. like, and that's the I mean, it's not to say that you're not justified in that feeling. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Whenever your child leaves the house, I would imagine you would have yeah. a little sense of worry. But it doesn't help that the, you know, the social media just society around us intensifies that fear. You know what yeah. I mean? And you know what's crazy is I was actually paying attention to something that said like our actual generation, where we were like the first generation that kind of truly grew up on TV. Hmm. Like we had TV all throughout our lives. Right. 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 And so, whereas that also made it where we were the first generation, we started to be like, oh my God, I'm kind of fat. I'm kind of this. Because yeah. in my mother and stuff generation, they didn't have that. Why? Because they, first of all, one, it wasn't even really no black magazines that was kind of out TV. Right. Show us what we were supposed to be looking like, let alone being on TV and stuff. Because, y'all, just to be clear, my mother was born in 1942, so she old, old, okay? Right. So my mother's generation was before there was even TV. So right. that generation, like, they just, it wasn't like you looked at yourself on TV and had these judgments. That didn't come till later. Until when people were fully like, oh, this is what we're supposed to look like. This is how we're mm -hmm. supposed to be. Like all these, these judgments that we have. So literally, this has kind of been building with our generation since television. And now it's just even more amplified with the Instagram and the TikToks and all these things. Yeah, we all know that every time we're looking at somebody, like, you know, about a good 99.9% .9 of them got a filter on. Right. <laughs> like, and I also want to include in that too, and, and I experienced this as recently, is the social norms of 
Okay, I don't know. Did you see that show on? It's a series on Netflix called My Rich Life. Wait, My Rich Life. It's it's, it's basically he's like a financial advisor, and he goes around and he helps certain people with their finances. But I've heard about it. I do know what you're talking. Please about. watch it. Please watch I know it. What you're talking about I mean, it's on my list of things to watch. Please watch it. I like binged it. Like, and the first thing he asks each couple is, "What is a rich life to you?" You know, and I think that's really important that you ask yourself that as an individual. What to you is a rich life? Not just, oh, just money in the bank, but generally what to you is a rich life? And I, it made me think like, what is a rich? And I just said, I just want to be comfortable. I want to be able to get what I want and what I need and not have to really worry about. Um, and I don't count your say coins not- every second. Exactly. To me, that's a rich life. But yeah. what he said that really stuck out to me that I love that he said, he said a lot of times. He said, we grow up being taught that buying a house is the dream. Because I've been struggling with that for the past like few months because it's been laid and pounded in my head since I was a kid. You know, you got to buy a house. You got to have a house. Like that, that's, you made, when you have your own home, when you own, you have made it. That's it. You, you can, you can stop right there. You're good. Money. I know it seems crazy. That comes from slavery. But keep going. <laughs> no, we're going to touch on that. We're going to touch on that. Yeah. But, and I was battling with that because I'm like, well, I don't know if I want to own a home. Because, and my main reason for me feeling that way was because I don't have children. So I was like, okay, if I get this, get this home, I'll get these properties. That's another thing they put on this too. You got to get properties. You got to get properties. When I, when I go, go to glory, where's all that going to go? Where's the properties going to go? Where's it? And then it's like, people are like, oh, but don't you have nieces and nephews? Don't you have cousins? I said, they got parents. They got grandparents. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so now I'm working for my nieces and my and my cousins and all. No, I'm not doing, like, I'm like, I owning a home is not my dream. Now, if I so happen, if I feel like it's a situation, I'm in a situation where it's, it's feasible to me to where it's like, you know, okay, I can get it home. Cause you know, I do like, Throwing social events and stuff like that. So having a home of my own will be best. But why can't I rent a home? You know what I'm saying? Why can't I rent a home? And I, it, for me, the thought that I could just call somebody like, hey, y'all need to come fix this. And I ain't got to worry about like, oh, I need to make sure I put enough money to the side because in 10 years, I'm going to have to get this roof redone or I'm going to have to get that furnished uh, replaced. I'm going to have to. You got to have that type of money saved up when you get. And that's what people fall short and don't understand. Like, you and, and I get it. People's like, oh, but well, then you can just do after so many years and you can do reverse, not, not Lord, not reverse mortgage. Reverse mortgage uh, or, or but not reverse, but it's when you can uh bring uh, your mortgage refinance. down. You can just refinance and, and I, I don't want to play this game. Like I want to just pay my rent and if something go on, hello, I need you to come fix this. This is broke, or this is you know, that's and I really had but when I tell you I've been having anxiety for months. Because I'm being told, like, you need to get a home. Why you 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 almost forty? You ain't got a home. You need to be you need to be working to get a home. You go on all these vacations, and and I'm like, but I have to think to myself, but that's my rich life, you know. But that stuff like that, when you try to fall into these social norms, can also cause the added anxiety, the yeah. added depression, like yeah. all of that. Yeah. But what um, you were saying that actually ties back into because. I mean, if you really think about it, because you why we were we're so attached to that is because we never received that forty acres on a mule. We never received that. So, and if you really think about it, we've constantly, in some type of way, shape, or form, have always been trying to chase that because in this country that we live in, wealth is kind of based on the land you own. So that's why for us, black people, we just always wanted a seat at the table. So that's uh, why they always pushing, oh, you got to have this property. You got to do this. And there lies the problem. We too busy trying to sit at somebody else's table. table. <laughs> that's the problem. Build your own table and you will be the first to sit at that thing. That's the problem. You know what I'm saying? Build your own table. What what if it, that's not in your dream scope? Because I literally I've actually had this discussion with my husband. Like you know, owning a home scares the hell out of me. Right, straight up. Like I, I'm completely and hundred percent honest. It's one of the things that actually gives me anxiety. Mm-hmm. And you guys, and 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 just just so you guys know, I do have children. Okay, 
Um, but the thing is, is that it, it scares me in the fact of, for me, it's like, if it's not paid off by the time I die, I feel like I'm just leaving my kids a debt. Yeah. Versus, yeah. I feel like, I think I would feel much more comfortable if I just said, you know what, how about, I'm not going to stress myself out and kill myself over trying to get this house that I would even more be killing myself if something happened and I'm trying to fix versus right. I agree with you, me just calling somebody and be like, hi, can you come fix this? Right. Um, and I just be like, you know what? I'm just going to leave you a trust with some money. Right. And then you could do what you want. And if a house is in your dream, that's what you go get. Exactly. exactly. Because. And that's fine. It, it, I, we both want to put out there. If getting a home is a part of your, is a part of your rich life. Go for it. Follow me. Please. <laughs> please. I'll be the first at the house warming. What a gift. Hello. Right. I ain't showing up just to eat. I'm going to have a gift. Yeah, but, but you know what I'm but, saying, and that's what I'm saying. Like, but every I don't. I, but the thing is, I I want to let it be known if there's people out there like me and Julia, where we're just like, you know, owning a home ain't really my our stick. Yeah, and and to be honest with you, it, it's not necessarily. Especially, I'm gonna be a hundred percent keep it real, real. It definitely ain't my stick owning a home in California. Like that part. Uh, just I'm just this is me. I think that's the biggest thing for me. I think that's the biggest thing for me. It's like I really love California, but it's like, man, I don't think that's what I want to do. Right. I just don't see the worthy and value. I just Mm -hmm. I just don't. I'm sorry. And I think it's because I just got too many friends that live elsewhere and I'm looking at their houses. I'm like, right. Girl, let's not talk about how people paying um $800 in mortgages with three, four, five bedrooms in like Texas or Oklahoma, okay, my cousin. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. So this is why I'm like, nah, I'm like, maybe, you know, don't get me wrong, I I like the idea of, I'll tell you what is a dream that we constantly do have, and that's entrepreneurship. Okay, yeah, that's a dream line, but I don't, the home thing just, I I don't feel like I've ever been attached to that, and I'm pretty sure I feel like it's some childhood reasons why with that too, but it's just, it's just, it's never being like, oh yeah, you know, I just want one of those super huge houses. Like even, even still, when I talk to my partner about a home, I'm never wants people like, oh yeah, I want one of those big. I'll be like, no, right. no, no. I'm like, cause you know all it does do. You know what a super big house does to me? Gives me more anxiety because it's like I'm gonna have to clean that. I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Like I just, mm-hmm. I just like literally, seriously. I was like, that's all I think about when I think about owning a home. Some I'm gonna have to fix. Some I'm gonna have to clean. Like, and it just gives me even more anxiety. And more anxiety. And it's like, I, I, I'm just like, no. Like, I was like, why do we put ourselves through this? Right. Because we've constantly been having that thing. Like I said, it's been passed down. The same thing when we get passed down, when we got to act a certain way around certain people that don't look like us. The same thing they always pass down to say, oh, you know, you got to own this home. Oh, you need to, you know, work for yourself. You need to do this. You need to do that. Or if right. you don't work for yourself, you better have you a good government job because, you know, you got to have the benefits. Like, or the pension. I, yeah, or a union job. <laughs> It, mm-hmm. it's been passed down like literally so it's literally some things i think we we don't even realize how much we passed down but we like wait what like so even now when i think about my daughter when she like nah she was like mom i can't see myself doing nine to five right and i'm sitting there like what you mean and i had to really think about it and be like that's me that's not her that's me that's my stuff yeah like i can't pass that to her because that's that's me. And that's me trying to pass her something about what I feel is supposed to be right, but it ain't really right for her. And so, like, I was just like, man, I was like, I, I realized, like, how much we have been fed that thing where this is what we supposed to do. Right. And it Social gives norms. us so much pressure because we feel like we have to do it. Mm-hmm. And then it don't help that you looking at social media and say, oh, this is the type of home you should be having. Yep. This is the type of car you should be driving. And you like, wait, what? So then, like, you know, with your lack of thinking about it, you start thinking about, okay, I'm super depressed because I don't have any of those things. Right. I'm not this age having it. My God, this person is you get yourself younger in than all me. That trying to be some someone that you're not even supposed to be or do things that you're not even supposed to do. Do what makes you, this is what I tell people all the time, do what makes you happy. Your, this is your life to live. No one else's and don't live through no one else. Like you got to do 
what makes you happy, what you can get up every day and you can be proud of yourself or, you know, just proud of yourself. Like that's what matters. You know what I'm saying? And this like, is this is a real thing, y'all. This is a real thing. Do you know how many people actually commit suicide or suffer from depression just because they're trying to keep up? It's not even Joneses. something they really and, and it's not even something they really want. Mm-hmm. Like it's people I, I know I, I I was I was watching I forgot something I was watching and the person was like they said they looked at all their credit card bills and they was like they couldn't even remember what they bought because they was just trying to buy the happiness. Mm-hmm. Because I tell they, people I said I don't look for happy because happy to me is a lot of this for the moment. I uh, search for or for joy joy you know what i mean like i want to just be joyful it's an everlasting feeling you know because happiness can be just for the moment you can find happy in some food like girl you put a plate you put a piece in front of my face i'm happy you know <laughs> you, you take it you put some all expense pay tickets out of the country i'm happy not exactly. actually that might bring me some joy you know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, hold on. Like you, you know what I mean. Like it's just yes. so that that's that's the thing. Like we really, really have to look at it because, again, so many people suffers from some type of mental illness, and so so literally, I think they say it's three out of every ten adults. I so believe we include, it. We, we I have family kids. members. I'm I ain't we gonna blast kids here. Okay. Yeah, I have family members that I know for facts. <laughs> Three out of yeah. ten adults that's suffering from some type of mental illness, whether it's anxiety, um, whether it's depression, you know, literally they're suffering from some some type of form of it. And you guys, you just have to be honest. You know, when it comes to anxiety, anxiety is one of the things that most people suffer from. But, you know, only about, I don't know, they say something about 40 percent of Americans actually get help. Yeah, I believe it. But it's because it's not affordable that, for the majority that, that, of the Americans that, that is, who need it. That is a huge, and that's a whole. That could be a whole nother subject. It it, it, it can itself. be. It can be a whole nother you subject know. in itself, and and like that's the thing. Like I was literally like I think I was talking to you about it, about the fact of literally, you know, you can actually when you go into poor neighborhoods, you can find clinics for a whole bunch of stuff. You know what I mean? You can find clinics that you know for a dentist. You you can find clinics to you know to give you wellness checkups. But hardly ever do you find the clinic that is for mental health. Yeah, it's actually health. quite difficult. Yeah. Like literally, um, I remember at one point in time, like because um, uh, my husband had a different insurance than me, we were literally battling trying to find him a psychologist because they were like, "Oh, we don't take that insurance." Like, and I was sitting there thinking, "Okay, so." what do I need to take out of my life so I can afford to pay for this mental health? Like, cause he yeah. needs this and that shouldn't have to be a choice that nobody should have to make. And that's the unfortunate part about it. And I know that like, just, just to, just to be clear, y'all, I make pretty good money. Okay. So, and for me, if I'm telling you it's expensive for me, because you're a baller. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> and I'm not even saying I'm a baller. I'm just saying I'm not doing that bad. That's all I'm saying. Right. I'm not doing that bad. And so for me, when I say I'm not doing that bad and something is expensive, y'all know it's expensive. Okay. Yeah. Like, which is ridiculous because you shouldn't have to make a choice of, oh, okay, you know, me and you going to have to go on less dates or do less this just to pay for that that shouldn't man you shouldn't have to take away from your joy just to pay for something as far as concerning with your health that's all i'm saying like you know what i mean it's one thing you know what i mean if you want to spend extra money go to the gym do all that stuff okay that's fine that's 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 one thing you know what i mean because that's something that brings you joy so that's what you want to do but yeah but something that technically should be a requirement for you to receive like you know it should be a requirement that you're able to get that nah you should not. I'm sorry. And that's just my personal belief in it. I just really, I, I, I truly believe that. Um, and that's just personally. And it's just so unfortunate that there are people out here who really feel like I can't get on help because I don't know where to go. So um, we can definitely 
go on about this subject for hours because like we both said like this is a subject that I feel is, is very sensitive within our black community we don't like to talk about it we don't like to bring it up we good to say that's family business or give it to God but we need to start getting the habit on one checking on each other and on two seeking out the help that we need so we can get through so we can get through life life isn't easy I mean especially now life is you know it's challenging I don't like to say hard you know, because that means you may, you can't break through because anything hard is hard to break through. But it's challenging because, you you know, you can get through a challenge if you just apply yourself. You know? But anyway, so life can be challenging. And um, but there are tools out there that can help us get through. Even if it's not professional tools, we still have friends and family who are genuinely there for you. Or hopefully you have friends and family who are genuinely there for you to help you through. But if you guys have any questions or you guys want to want to add any input or tell your story about what you experienced or anything like that, you want to tell, like, I'd be more than happy to do that, you know, with the next uh, episode that we do, you know, give some shout outs to you. And, or we don't, we don't even tell your story, but, you know, just some recognition like, hey, so-and-so, you, you left your message and it inspired me or it gave me hope. So thank you for that or whatever the case may be, you know. Or so. if you guys have places where you know people could get help, please leave that in the cut people leave that in the comments where people get get help and so on the next one you know julia like she said she could shout out and say hey you know this is a place where you can get help and you could go find the help that you that you need and desire and looking for please don't ever think you're in it alone because right. that's the last of it that was the whole point of this conversation is we don't want people out there thinking they're alone right so um Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you, Sam. Let the people know your handles on Instagram and stuff like that and the services that you provide for our black community as well. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Hi. So um, I like to think of myself as a unique individual. So um, mm -hmm. my Instagram, I have two different handles. Um, I have uh, faithful.com with dot rocks. Once again, that's faithful.with.rocks. And I also have faithfully.rockin.tees so basically you guys my teas pretty much that I make I charge them with crystals I pray I pray over them just to bring you in some of the things that you need so um, you could just always send me a DM ask any kind of questions that you would like also on my other page the uh Faithful with rocks. Um, I do tarot card readings, requests only. I ain't hitting mm -hmm. you in your DMs. I ain't doing none of that. But if you want it, uh, hit, hit me in my DMs, and we I'll be posting price. her information on um, All Talk No Chaser uh, Instagram as well, so you guys can, um, you know, just in case you wanted to uh, get any of her services and or buy any of her product. We got to support each other. Support Black small businesses. We out here. Um, we out here. Uh, and of course, I'm going to shout out Chef Quise. Um, I am rebranding. It will be a new name soon. But um, as of right now, it's Chef Quise Homemade Sweets. Y'all know I bring those cakes and goodies. Um, but besides that, I want to thank you guys for tuning in today or just listening. And um, hopefully, you know, somebody out there heard us and it's like, you know what? I have those symptoms. Or I feel that same way. Or maybe you just like, okay, I know I'm not the only one out here. I'm not by myself because you're definitely not. But um, until we speak again, <laughs> that is the end for this episode of All Talk No Chaser. And again, thank you, Sam, for joining us. You will definitely be hearing thank from her you, on more you, episodes you. to come. And um, if you want to be on the episode, if you have a topic that you want to talk about and or hear, let us know. <laughs> Let's talk about it. <laughs> All right, you guys. Thank you guys for tuning in. And we'll see or no, or we'll hear and talk to you soon. Bye.